This is June 4th, 2020, and um, this uh, podcast of mine might be a little more slapdash than even than usual. Uh, I'm just trying to squeeze it in between a couple of things, but uh, here we go. I'd rather not wait until tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to start off with a uh, reading part of an email from one of our local Sangha members, um, I'll, I'll just start reading. Uh, this is, uh, Eric Cady. I checked with him. He's fine with my mentioning his name. I thought I'd write to you to give you a Sangha member's perspective in case it's helpful regarding the protest. My wife and I were at the Rochester protest later in the afternoon, and it was powerful. This was, uh, Sunday afternoon after he'd heard my Taisho. I could feel unity and love, but also anger and a lot of it. I could tell that many there were not satisfied with the talks and they wanted action. They really wanted to smash something, and I understand. If I were young without Zazen, I'd be throwing stuff. It was a mixed group. There were anarchists, angry young men, Antifas, and a ton of well-intentioned caring community members. I knew it was going to get heated. So we left. I can tell. I know the vibe. We heard the reports later and were saddened to hear that it went in that direction, but part of us could understand it too. Uh, There's another paragraph, but let me just pause. You know, since Sunday, what's today? Thursday, since Sunday, it just seems like there have been Everything has changed. Not everything, but there has been quite a change. I think still on Sunday, maybe even on Monday, uh, there were, the media was, uh, covering, uh, still a lot of the, uh, violence, the looting and destruction. Um, and then, uh, over these last couple of days, according to what I've seen, uh, it's shifted so that, um, those those people who would be looting uh, have been marginalized. Maybe it's partly because of the curfews in all these big cities. But uh, I think it's it's um, settled into what maybe it always was, which is uh, peaceful demonstrations, peaceful demonstrations that uh, have to happen. They've happened before here and there over the years, but maybe this time with them happening simultaneously in so many American cities, maybe this time it will be different. Maybe there will be more, it's more likely some basic changes coming from this. Maybe not right away, but we can only hope. The worst, this, this, the violence and destruction is the worst thing for the cause of African Americans, people of color, and progressives in general. It's just what these reactionary forces, these forces of fear and reaction, just what they're going to focus on. So I hope uh, we can continue this. I think I said in my Taisho on Sunday that I was going to um, 
look for a chance to go downtown and uh, demonstrate myself nonviolently. But then I talked to someone else uh, in the Sangha, uh, Martha Howden, uh, who's even older than I am, and uh, she she of all people would, would be would want to do that. She's for many years she's done similar things, but uh, she reminded me that we are more vulnerable because of our age, and that there would be no way for us to be sure that we could maintain uh, distancing from people in those circumstances. So I think it's just the more prudent thing just for those of us in those higher risk uh, groups that we that we not participate at least that's what I'm going to do is not not participate even peacefully uh, in person and I'll just look for ways to support the movement uh, in in other ways I'm proud of Eric for having sniffed out the uh, kind of volatility of that demonstration he went to and being able to uh, just leave. Because uh, again, as I said on Sunday, uh, just from the one the one rioting situation I got pulled into when I was uh, 20 years old, it is it is intoxicating. It is. Uh, it is just uh, hard to resist when you get embedded in all those people and there's just crazy stuff happening. Uh, it's hard to just turn your back and walk away, but that's just what we need to do. Let me finish his letter, <coughs> or what I pulled out of his letter. I've spent over a decade training law enforcement in hand-to-hand combat de-escalation tactics. I can say on a positive note that the law enforcement officers that I train and learn from are really pushing to change their culture. They are a small group, but they have a growing influence with the state. One of my students is an African-American commander and is second in line to the captain. He was previously in charge of internal affairs and is a wonderful human being. So there they are doing positive work, and trying their best to make things better. Thank you for this note of of hope, encouragement. Um, Two or three days ago, I uh, read or heard somewhere that uh, the mayor of Minneapolis, I think it was the mayor of Minneapolis, uh, was quoted as saying, peace, not patience. And uh, I, I take that in the spirit in which he meant, which I believe, uh, from what I could tell, this he seemed to be a very intelligent, um, thoughtful guy. Uh, what he meant was, um, we want peace. That's the important part. But not patience... I think what he meant was not passivity, not just silently enduring what is now centuries of 
police brutality in some cases. Um, but I just wanted to use it to to suggest that patience doesn't have to mean passivity. Um, patience, you know, one of the, uh, in Buddhism, one of the six paramitas, also known as the six perfections, the qualities that we develop through practice, one of the six is uh, kashanti, that's the uh, Sanskrit, I think, uh, which is often translated as patience. Um, I think a better translation, and the one that I've used for many years now, is forbearance. I see forbearance as patience in the face of adversity, specifically. Often patience in the face of um, mistreatment or injustice. But it doesn't mean um, passivity. Patient, patient determination, uh, as in, in practice. Maybe you have to be older in age to appreciate the value of patience in practice. But I've come to see it as just one of the most important resources, pra- practices that we can bring to Zen practice is patience. I think the the uh, protesters in Washington and Los Angeles and Chicago and Philadelphia and all these other they're 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 now mostly overwhelmingly showing uh, a, a commitment to peace, peaceful uh, demonstrations, um, but I think. To, to sustain these kind of demonstrations shows uh, patience. Patience is an is a extremely valuable thing. Anyway, I, I'm thinking maybe the mayor of Minneapolis would not disagree with what I'm saying because uh, I agree with him that uh, we can't just just let this go on but we can be patient as we press on in our efforts. Here I am talking about these uh, demonstrations and these these incidents of of uh, police brutality. <coughs> I couldn't have imagined uh, two weeks ago that there would be anything that could I could feel more compelled to talk about than the coronavirus. And that's why I, I named it, the uh, half-jokingly, as my Corona cast. As at that time, until two weeks ago, I could not have imagined something eclipsing in, in terms of importance and danger, uh, the coronavirus. But now I find myself unable to, not unable, but I feel now the urgency, the importance of speaking uh, to this other matter even more so. Consider what we're going through. Here we, here we are with a public health calamity, maybe that's not too strong a word, 
that we haven't seen in a century. And, and then to lay on top of that a, uh, civil, um, matter of, 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 of justice that is pushed it off the, 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 the top headlines. Who, this is, this is incredible. These two together. And then related to this, uh, civil unrest is the very alarming things that are happening in the federal government. Um, I've never ever in my life seen so many, um, dramatic, um, earth shaking things happening at once. This is we're we are seeing history being made. Well, every day we see history being made, but this is of a scale that uh, I just, I just, I can't get over it. So. What we can all do, what we can all do, even at home, is to maintain this practice. Um, I do, do firmly believe, I'm convinced that this is the deepest, not the most obvious, but the, the deepest kind of um, change that we can, anyone can offer is to delve into this realm that is beyond self and other, beyond us and them. I know that people who demand empirical proof aren't going to buy this. What are you really doing when you're sitting? But uh, if the sitting is more than just trafficking in thoughts and daydreams, then there's no question in my mind that this is a tremendous way to support the forces of light, the forces of evolution by sitting every day. I'm going to segue now back to the coronavirus with another letter. This is from a uh, um, long, long, long time member of the center. Um, I didn't check with him about uh, mentioning his name, so I won't. Um, and uh, he says what I... This is also in an email a few days ago. What I really want to explain is that my non-participation in the Zoom sittings and the upcoming session is due to circumstances peculiar to my life and marriage rather than to a rejection of Zoom or estrangement from the Sangha. Now, what I'm going to read is what uh, I've heard from a number of people in Doksan these last uh, 10 weeks. Throughout much of my marriage, I have been busy, driven, sleep-deprived, time-deprived, leaping out of bed at the sound of the alarm, dashing off to work, almost always preoccupied with work or with Zen. <coughs> uh, meditation, has meditation has sustained both me and my wife. She sits with me in the evenings, and it is an intimate reparative experience. 
the great pause has actually been, I'm embarrassed to confess, a precious gift just as I largely retire from my, my work. We sleep late, wake together when we sense each other's wakefulness, read together, walk together, play board games, binge watch drama series. We discover to our astonishment that we love being together. Who knew? How could we have predicted this after a mere 52 years of life together? Most of it spent dashing about in various directions. I read this because (coughs) I can so appreciate the contentment that he's describing because I have felt it myself. As I said uh, in one of these podcasts about a month and a half ago, uh, it's like those opening words in uh, the Charles Dickens novel, A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. This is the amazing thing about this, this tremendous contradiction with this terrible, terrible death toll and and infection toll all over the world, and it's spreading even more now, that still there is the possibility of finding here in this lockdown, finding great contentment, even while knowing that there's so much suffering out there. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just so much to process. But I also have noticed in myself the, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that this contentment, this is such a wonderful thing in itself, I'm so happy for this writer, can easily become complacency. Now he, he mentions, I, I don't see it here in what I copied, he mentions that he still sits an hour and a half a day, so I don't see any complacency there uh, in that. That's a good deal of sitting, daily sitting. But uh, compla- contentment can so easily become complacency. And then, what what are we doing in this life? Who 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 wants to settle for contentment because it's 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 a conditioned state. It's not going to last forever. Even if we have the most marvelous marriage or family life. Um, it's not gonna it's doomed it's doomed in the sense that separation is inevitable separation through death if not before then and the only way to keep developing to be able to contend with the inevitable deaths and illness and everything is to press on to find a way uh, in, in spite of the contentment, <coughs> to keep keep serious about this practice, find a way to to be sitting every day and sitting with some quality to it, sitting with a straight back and 
really pressing on. Well, I had more here, but uh, it'll have to wait and um, so we can get this out, hopefully today. And uh, until next time, keep the faith.